six. You can text us all afternoon long. There's no racing at Bendigo because of some lightning around with both greyhounds oh. and thoroughbreds. But form, form down the drain. Then. It is formed down the drain. We've still got Hawkesbury. We've still got Murray Bridge. We'll take a look at Ipswich a little bit later on as well. Chrissy Nelson will join us. And we'll keep our eyes on New Zealand racing as well because, of course, you can kickstart your day of racing and have breakfast with the Kiwis. Head to Love Racing. Dot NZ. We are delighted to have Emily Bosson join us once again here on SEN Track. Emily, welcome back. Thank you very much for having me. Great hey, to talk to you. Um, first and foremost, we've got a little bit more time up our sleeve now. As, as a, you might have heard, we're, we're off in Victoria. How, how did you find the spring carnival? Obviously watching from a long way away. What did you think? I thought it was great. I mean, it um, you just can't beat it, can you, that first Tuesday in November? And initially I felt a bit sorry for um, Joe McNeil after he won the race and obviously there was no crowd there. But you know what? I don't think it matters. His name's still on the honour board. Um, it still would have been that same feeling passing the post no matter who was there. It's a little bit bizarre for us here in New Zealand because we've obviously got full crowds at the races, no restrictions, everybody <laughs> enjoying themselves. But uh, for everybody else, it's so different. So it's a little bit odd for us to think that on a casual Tuesday um, here in New Zealand at Ellerslie, we have more people than you have at the <laughs> Melbourne Cup. But I guess that's just one of those things. And um, fingers crossed you can get crowds back on track very soon. Yeah, thanks for rubbing that in, Emily. We really appreciate it. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Emily, you're spot, no you're spot on. No, there were no crowds, but uh, Jive McNeil, Dennis Pagan, Lockie King, the, the Derby winners, they're going to be etched in racing folklore now. So uh, you, you've hit the nail on the head. Now, we hear, hear the little bubby uh, in the background there. Was Opie pleased that he could stay home and not come over the ditch and ride Melody Bell, even though he, he did get off her for her last two Group 1 wins over there? Um, obviously a little bit frustrating, isn't it? But, but he just, sorry, excuse that, just decided that um, with the two weeks quarantine and his weight and everything, it just wasn't going to be possible, you know, to, yeah. to, to do it all. So he just thought he'd concentrate on um, New Zealand and then sort of go from there. So, yeah, it's um, a shame, but still we love seeing her winning across the Tasman. She's obviously such an incredible mare and um, here in New Zealand she's really just the queen of, of the turf and I know the connections have, have come out in the public public and said that um, she's uh, coming home, she's going to have a break and um, then they're going to target the New Zealand Group 1 and they're going to um, try and break that record and, and, and go past Sunline and this is her last season racing so after this she's done so it's really a chance Ooh. for kiwis to just get around her enjoy her and um yeah because this will probably be the last time we'll be able to she deserves to be retired and she's done 100%. everything i think that you know you could ever imagine of of a mare but it's quite sad really um she's been enjoyed from near and far but yeah it's um it's pretty cool to get to have her home and, and enjoy her as we did in, in, in the early spring at Hawke's bay and he's only going to reunite with her for that, for that last campaign? Yeah, um, I don't know yet. I don't think that's sort of been uh, discussed. Obviously, um, Troy Harris, who rode her early on in this preparation, um, is a fantastic rider and he's done a marvellous job with her. So I guess it just comes down to the decision of the connections, whether they want to stick with him. He rode her in those two um, group ones most recently or, or if he reunites with Opie. Uh, to be honest with you, I think she's 
pretty cruisy for anybody to ride. I reckon you can put your grandma or me on her. <laughs> yeah. She's just a, a machine. You know, she just loves racing, and that's her job. And she's a complete professional when she's out there. She always gives it 150%. Emily Boston joining us here on SEN Track Around Australia. What's the plans now for Aegon, Emily, the 2000 Guineas winner um, and won well? What, what do you think will be the next course of action for this horse who's started so well in a young career? It just looks like he's the next big thing that the Baker Forsman team have found. And when you cast your mind back to other horses, they've had Turn Me Loose, Dundee, um, uh, Mongolian Khan. That's just three off the top of my head. Um, it's They know what to do with a good horse. And, and they're going to target uh, a million with him. Obviously, it's the big bucks. It's where the money's up. Um, and it's over a mile. So he goes back to that mile season so dominant in the in the um, 2000 guineas it all sort of adds up to be perfect they're going to send him in a, a pretty light condition they're just going to give him one run or maybe not even a run just a couple of trials so interesting tactics that you might have noticed when he won the 2000 guineas he's really small he's, there's not much of him mm. so i think taking that approach of just lightly racing him is probably the way to go and um it's probably worth mentioning sacred falls his sire because he just hadn't thrown a whole lot. He passed away, of course, last year, and just his progeny have just hit their straps in a completely different level. He had ice bath placed in the Golden Eagle. He's had Aegon. He's had, I think, a second in the Victorian Oaks. He had three winners on Saturday, including Aegon. So, yeah, he's a, a sire on the move. Just such a shame we lost him. As you guys would know, he's just a wogger. Such an amazing racehorse. Emily, tell us a little bit more about the, the Super Club. I read a bit about this last week for the Auckland region, if I'm right. It, it looks to be enormous if it comes off. Yeah, it's um, just so exciting for New Zealand racing. And um, I think everyone's so relieved that somebody's had the forethought and, and sort of ambition to be able to pull something like this off. Uh, tentatively, I think the, the early plan is that Auckland becomes a, Auckland, which is Ellerslie, becomes a super club, um, and it's going to merge with a couple of other clubs in the area. That would be Pukekohe and eventually Avondale. Um, they're going to, with the funds that have been, will be released from the sale of Pukekohe, they will be putting in a strathia track which will enable them to race 40 times a year, which is unbelievable for a New Zealand surface. And their projection is that they could possibly have minimum stakes of $100,000 wow. uh, on Saturdays, which for, I know over there you guys take it for granted, the stakes and $7.5 million races and things. But for us, that is just a, a, another level of... Um, giving people the hope and the the promise that there is a light at the end of the tunnel and and um you know we are moving forward so it's a long way away it's i think the projection is sort of um five years to have everything completed and tied up including that at the merge of avondale as well so a little bit of um looking ahead but geez it's a, a massive carrot dangling mm. i think for a lot of trainers jockeys uh owners breeders it's you know, filters right through the system and it's just the boost that we all needed here. Could we trouble you before we let you go for a tip in the New Zealand Cup? Oh, God, I <laughs> can't believe you picked that race. Yeah, that I, know. I thought you might say that. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping you'd say the 1,000 guineas, but um, yes, the New Zealand Cup is a complete nightmare. So... Well, I don't know. I, I quite liked Robusto, who won the other day, by an yep. informed sire and Zed. 
Um, Murray knows how to train us there, Murray and Andrew, so perhaps Robusto can back it up and, and go again the mare. That is really a dart at a board. I reckon just pick one, nice colours, good name, you might be lucky. <laughs> well, what about the 1,000 guineas then? Yeah, that's, that's probably yeah. an easier question yeah, to ask. a little bit, yeah, <laughs> that's a little bit easier to assess. Um, your top chance uh, comes into it is, is Tinker McVie. She sold to Australia to Chris Waller post this 1,000 guineas. That's the kind of level she's operating at. She's been devastating in uh, a couple of most recent runs. Really good behind the boys um, over the mile. Bourbonair finished second in her last race, and he obviously went on and just about won the 2,000 guineas. So that's a great form line. Outside of her, I'd be chucking in Karmalas or Tokarangi. I think they're really top chances. If it rains, have a little play around cornflower blue. I like the sound of that. Emily, thank you for your time. It's great to have you on once again, and we look forward to chatting to you again soon. Sounds good. Thank you very much. Emily Thanks, Boston Emily. joining us from Racing New Zealand. You can kickstart your day of racing and have breakfast with, with the Kiwis. Head to loveracing.nz for more information tags. They're